Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 544, Doolittle. Just do little. And that, yeah. yeah do that's little. aptly titled. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we get too far in, we should uh, introduce our guest. Colby Mack returns to discuss Doolittle. I'm sorry. Hey, you know what? It's okay. <laughs> if I can go back to back with you guys, I would have it no other way. It makes up for having to see Doolittle. Hey, and this is Kevin. And Kevin. And Tom. <laughs> You said you had this look on your face like I forgot to introduce you. And no, like, but, but then, just, I, and then I was like, but wait, you introduced yourself. What? Yeah. I don't understand. And we have to go around the table or Kevin gets all antsy. It throws off his uh, OCD. He's like, just worried that I... <laughs> we've got a streak going. We've got a streak going. So uh, real quick, shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Uh, check us out on Facebook to stay up to date with news and events and things like that throughout the week at facebook.com slash real spoilers join the group which is called the league of show sharers and you can also become a league of show share member by simply sharing an episode and of course our patreon patreon.com slash real spoilers it's only five bucks a month and you get all sorts of bonus content and you get to help out which is very nice so um okay Doolittle. Um, I think what we should do is um, you guys can talk about Doolittle, and I'm going to go ahead and just keep talking about Bad Boys for Life. Is everybody okay with that? <laughs> yeah, no, because if you get to do that, we get to keep talking about Bad Boys so for Life. So here's how bad this movie is. This is a little sign of how bad this movie is. I've never seen this in my life. Wikipedia, right, uh, you can go there and they have all the different like co- under the contents, all the different things, right? And like what for movies, there's always one that says plot where there's a synopsis, right? Uh, mm-hmm. This one doesn't have that. It's no simply way. it simply says premise, <laughs> and then and then it gives like the th- sm- three sentences about the movie, <laughs> and that's it. 
I've yeah. never seen it not have a plot and solely have a premise. Now, by the time this airs, perhaps that will be different. Sure. But, it's a constantly moving. But I've never seen something yeah. not list, list the plot. So, Dr. Doolittle. So, this is a movie that's been made a few times before. It's based on like a 1920s book. Yeah. Um, the first film was with Rex Harrison. And say what you will about it. It's a musical. It has some good songs in it. And they used real animals. You have to give these guys credit because but in that first movie, it was also a giant financial disaster. Well, sure. I mean, it's yeah. a cluster because and especially you're, do you know how many animals they had like to get all that to work? And you hear the horror stories about that. But again, you got to give them credit that that movie was ever made. Like the fact that they put that together and used real animals and got a movie out of it like yeah i you just have to give them credit and again i like a lot of the songs that are in that one it's not a great what's the song they got it won an oscar for the song right what's the what song is was it, it the uh my friend the doctor i have no idea. i love that song i've There's, never seen the movie okay it, i mean i would suggest you like musicals so yeah. i mean i i would see it and just so you know about it um but there but yeah it's 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 an interesting movie it's it's fun there's good songs and again there's it's just full of animals they aside from a few of the mythical creature kind of things that obviously they couldn't uh have animals for they used all real animals so it's impressive that it was ever made and i just give it credit for being made in the what was it 1967 yeah the yeah mid 60s and they put together this movie and it happened so you can read about the backstory and the production problems or whatever but the movie came out it is what it is so then of course there were the reboots with eddie murphy which i never saw because i think i was in college at the time so like, yeah, i just wasn't watching there's such kid movies i very I've kids never movie, seen yeah. them either and i just didn't have any reason to watch like four or five there was like well two. there's five now but two with eddie murphy yeah and then three direct video yeah. sequels so colby what's your experience with those yeah so i i didn't know of anything of the past like the past ones um so yeah. i knew of dr Doolittle like growing up like i, I, I yeah. know of the character yeah but when Eddie Murphy did it, this is when he transitioned from action comedy star Eddie Murphy to kind of like the pre-Disney, you know, Eddie Murphy part of his uh, career, his filmography. But I still liked it. I was young enough to appreciate yeah. what that film was going for. I was the audience that it was going for. And it worked for me. Not to mention, like, I liked talking animals. I was a kid. And I thought they were cool. And it was really, really funny. And just seeing Eddie Murphy in the element was great. The sequel was also really good, not as good as the first one. Um, and um, I was in love with Kyla Pratt at the time, so I was deeply in love with his daughter. Um, <laughs> I played his daughter. <laughs> yeah. you know, and then she she went on to like spin off. I think she had the direct to video sequel. She yeah. had you know Doctor Doolittle, where she then had the gift as well. Um, but at least I remember. I, I mean, these were popular movies. The re- I mean, they for what they were, they were kids' movies, but there were they were good enough to make sequels and people kids surely seem to enjoy them enough um i i don't ever remember people trashing them they were just kids no. movies right right yeah. so that was back in 98 and 2003 or something like that 2001 a few years later and then fast forward not too fast to 2020 <laughs> well they tried to make this a lot sooner than this yeah uh tons of production issues rewrites when did you first hear about this at least a couple of years ago. Right? It was. I heard about it. I was like, when they said, oh, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is his next thing after, you know, his Marvel stuff, he's going to do Dr. Doolittle. I'm like, oh, like the Eddie Murphy one. But they're like, no, no, this is going to be like a like a fantasy adventure. 
And I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, but, th- but that's that's what the original is. I mean, these are based on, like, the Dr. Doolittle books from the 20s. I may have moved past it, but I was I was on the page looking at the movies. But, like, 1920 is the story of Dr. Doolittle, the first book. Then there's the voyages of Dr. Doolittle, Dr. Doolittle's post office, Dr. Doolittle's circus, Dr. Oh. Doolittle meets a Londoner in Paris, Dr. Doolittle's zoo, Dr. Doolittle's caravan. It goes on and on. But, like, the dude goes on adventures. Like, this God, is... I- this no is what idea. right and so i'm guessing the eddie murphy he's just a veterinarian and he's in the mm-hmm. states and he's just talking animals right he's not going on adventures yep. he's yeah so this is what the movie's supposed to be in the first movie with rex harrison they go on a quest and go on an adventure so this is actually going back to the roots of the character that's that okay. was a way to i think do it with a smaller budget and just make it a comedy you know and not have to do much with it um this is what the movie should be. The premise, you know, on paper, right. Dr. Doolittle going on a grand adventure, talking to animals, doing this epic stuff. That's what it's supposed to be. But it was under so, I mean, with the rewrites and the delays and, um, you know, they had to bring in other writers. I mean, they brought in Chris McKay from the Lego Batman movie, who, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of, yeah. uh, to try to rewrite it and save it. And this is what they ended up on. So, like, I can't imagine when it was delayed and they had to bring him in what they were working with. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a few little things in this movie that I enjoyed, and I'm wondering if... Because I enjoyed some of the humor, and then I thought, you know what? I bet Chris McKay punched it out. Like, I could tell the parts, because oh. I enjoy his humor in the Lego Batman movie, and I'm like, okay, he probably... Well, brought- and you could tell there's so much ADR in this movie, because... I mean, obviously, there always yes. is. There's animal voices, but... But sometimes the animals are having completely different conversations yeah. that are like, well, maybe they can say something funny to punch this thing Oh, up. They, yeah. they cut to animals saying random stuff in this movie yeah. so there often. Are two, there are two or three different movies going on here. Yeah, it's and yeah. I'll put this on Front Street. I actually like this movie. <laughs> I, okay. I, I'm not going to go as far as to say, like, I didn't enjoy any of it, like, I enjoyed what they were going for because I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to see a fantasy movie where they go on adventure and there's mythical yeah. creatures. And like, I liked the idea of the movie. Mm-hmm. It was just really, really poorly executed. Like I wanted to yes. like this movie because I liked yeah. what they were doing, but yeah, it's just so poorly written. Robert Downey Jr. and his accent are so bad. Oh, and I've heard they've had to redo that, that ADR a lot. I've heard that tough. too. And I can't it, imagine. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember when I saw that first trailer, he didn't seem as Scottish, and now he seems Scottish. It didn't. Like, it, it, it was weird. It, was it, weird it switched back and forth when he when I heard his yes. voice in that first trailer because I did watch it. I don't watch trailers, but I wasn't really worried for this one, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to see what this movie looks like. Yeah. And I watched it, and his his accent kept switching between like it sounded different. I remember, yeah. and in this movie, he sounded like he was Scottish the whole time, and I'm like, I don't remember him sounding like I think that. So added an effect to it because it it doesn't even it doesn't one it's it's not a good Scottish voice either. No, well, um, no, but it definitely and, and it sounded like uh, he was doing almost the entire movie in a stage whisper. Yeah, yeah, it, like, was, it is it very was quiet. Yeah. And I was, you know, unfortunately, I, I was supposed to watch this like first thing in the morning with my family, and something came up. We ended up watching it at like uh, one thirty in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and I wasn't expecting the theater to get full. It got full. Um, this is very much a kids' movie. I had to sit in row B in AMC. Oh. Um, which actually, because it's the reclining seats, it wasn't that bad. That's right? good. That's if you're That's gonna good. sit that close, you yeah. gotta recline. Yes. So you, you yes. gotta have the reclining or else seats. your neck is gonna be, you know, broken for the next two so, weeks. I've got the mini Mac on my right. I've got the Mrs. Mac, you know, on onto onto the other right. And we and were having was a Mayor time McCheese there too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You know, you know how I gotta play it up for the family, but 
we were having a tough time really trying to capture a lot of what he was saying, especially in the beginning of the film where he, it was just, it was really, really tough. And he was, yeah, yeah it was like this kind of weird growly whisper. But the one thing that I knew going in is that this is a kid's movie. And I will say probably, maybe it's a little unfair. I think it's unfair both ways. I heard so much trashing on this film sure. that my expectations were so low. Yes. I began, I began to root for it. Why? Because I just I do not understand how cynical that we've become that we're like the group think like, you know what, we're going to trash this. And subconsciously, we're all going to do it together. This is somebody literally said this is the worst theater going experience they've ever had in their entire life. I cannot oh, stand they it. Don't see it. Like, they, yeah, that's, they haven't seen enough movies. That, yeah, that's just yes. hyperbole. Yeah, uh, it's bad. It, but, but it's, it's not. not no, 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 no. We've seen some yeah. bad movies. But so I, I kind of get what you're saying, though, Colby. And that's why I think I enjoyed it a bit more because I my expectations were in the garbage. Like, I wasn't excited in the first place about it. It looked bad. I heard bad things. You know, I had no expectations. There was it could only go up and so again i recognize it's very bad but the going on an adventure part had me where i'm like oh i want to go on this adventure and i want to have you know with fun characters and the talking animals getting into hijinks like it's so weird though the way the movie opens with like you know it's 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 got a lot of it's got a lot of narration obviously because like they're they're piecing together this story Yeah. yeah but like but it's like oh Dr. Doolittle and animals and he talks to them and he went on all these great adventures and he did this adventure here and here and then uh, and then now here's the movie he's a recluse like Howard Hawks or Howard Hughes and uh, and he hates everybody and I'm like but what what about all those that fun stuff he yeah. used to do how about we make one tell of those? those yeah make one of those you movies. didn't have to tell this story right yeah. exactly like like yeah I get it it's because no they're telling the story of him losing his wife and being a recluse and stuff yeah but those yeah. other adventures. How about the fun ones? But you you chose to tell the recluse story. Yeah, I totally get it. Also, so when I definitely added in after it had to have been. Yeah, to like, to like try to explain stuff. Yeah, but when I saw the opening, I'm like, why didn't they animate it like that? Yeah, I would I would have watched the crap. I would have watched the crap out of that animated movie. I can't believe you take notes. I but no, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but I love that storybook look. How they made it look it, like a moving was, storybook. It was the I'm like, tell yeah. the whole movie like that. One before I saw the movie, I just said like with all the animals and stuff. I'm like, this should have been CG. Should have yeah. been a CG movie. And then I saw the movie. And I'm like, no, animate it 2D storybook style. Anything would have been better, right? Yeah, you wouldn't have had any of the the problems with the talking animals looking bad and the movements looking janky and all that if you animate it it's 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 not an issue right that takes away a lot of the problems i just couldn't get past basically it's like starring robert downey jr as johnny depp yeah i mean you could like like alice in wonderland like we want the formula for pirates of the caribbean right have access to this ip of dr doolittle Let's go ahead and see what we have. Let's get RDJ. Let's throw him a boatload of money to, to agree to do it. But like, what? I mean, I, I didn't look how much this movie cost, but I've heard like it's in, an insane amount of money that they spent on this. It was like two hundred million. It's around two hundred yeah. million. Yeah, it's like, but just I mean, as businessmen, you do you know what you have to do to make a dollar from this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, and I think some of it is like you know they got caught up in what economists refer to as sunk costs, where you know they. They probably really originally intended to make this movie for like 110, yeah. and then things kind of started to spiral. And it's like, well, do we scrap it or do we spend another 20 million and try and fix it? And, and, and then that didn't fix it. And so, do we scrap it or do we spend another 20 like million? Cut your losses, yeah. right? But like, right. you know, the other thing that sucks is like 
they produced this. Robert Downey Jr. and his wife produced this. Yeah. Like they sunk their money into this movie. It's their movie. It's produced by Team Downey producer Susan Downey. Like, yeah. I mean, they produced this movie. So. I mean, and I'm not saying they didn't get money from anyone, obviously. Right. I just mean a, a lot of their money is in this movie. Yeah. And that's why he's the cheerleader for this movie. He's the star, but he's also like, go see this movie, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, they, their money's in it. Um, it, it. It's just a shame because I think, you know, there's all those books. Obviously, it's a beloved series from 100 years ago. Like, there's tons of books. You've got these movies that people love. If you grew up with the Rex Harrison one, you love that. If you love the Eddie Murphy version, you love that. It's a fun premise, talking to animals, like Colby said. And then if you look at the Rex Harrison in the books, adventures, voyages, journeys, you know, cool stuff. And that stuff is in this movie. Like, what they're trying to do is there. But, yeah, the execution is all wrong. And, um, you know, I know Colby said that it's a kid's movie. And I get that. I get that it's a kid's movie. But there's also really good kid's movies, and this right. is not one of That's them. That's true. Yeah, it, yeah. This, it is not a this, really good kid's yeah, movie. Yeah, this is a kid's fair. movie, and but I think it's unfair to be like, oh, it's a kid's movie, so you can't even criticize it because kid's movies are kid's movies. No, right. There's Jumanji. Right. There's animated movies like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. There's the Lego movie. There's the Lego Batman like movie. Maybe I think maybe I'm, I'm in the minority with when I – as I dissect films, I kind of – I compartmentalize them and I do like, too. I get it's it. almost like, should this, should this film be in the conversation with inside out and with Coco and like with some of those Pixar greats, right. That manage to deliver kids movie goods, but they have enough like universal themes and, 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 and stuff to take away from adults where it satisfies everybody. And I never put it in that category. And, and, and maybe it's wrong of me that why, I kind why of, not though? What makes this difference to where, why couldn't this movie with talking animals that has loss, losing a, a wife and making yeah. a family of your own and finding, you know, a kid that has a bad family, but finds a family with Dr. Like, why would that movie with all these themes not fall into a category with Coco and Moana? You're, and Cla- you're, you know what I mean? You're definitely not wrong. <laughs> if this was good, you'd put it in that category. You know what? You, know, you are you're and, absolutely right. And uh, even if it was just lowbrow but funny, yeah. But like, no, I mean, like nothing in this. Like movie they're works. trying to make a movie that's heartfelt when it when it when it hangs on Robert Downey Jr.'s face and when he you you know you think he's dead. No, you don't. But you think he's right. dead and he clings to the side and. Uh, I think it was it Danny Elfman does the music and it's like, dun, dun, he's alive. And yeah. you know what I mean? They're trying to make you feel things. Yeah. And when you're staring at Dr. Doolittle and he's sad and he's thinking about his wife, like this movie's trying to be poignant and trying to evoke emotion and say something about family and loss and all that. Like they're trying. So you can't say this is just dumb kids movie That's, because this is, movie, right. this movie's trying to be so much more. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, it's the execution of it that fails and the writing is bad. It's not funny. It's not funny. No. Okay. It's, it's, it's barely poop joke funny. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sure. There's a couple laughs in there for kids because kids don't Literally. need, yeah, but <laughs> kids don't need highbrow humor and right. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the good ones, like the ones I listed earlier, the good ones make the kids and the adults laugh. This movie is so aggressively. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs is so good that even it's poop joke was funny. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is one of the most brilliant. I mean, that's, uh, uh, Miller and uh, Lord, Lord, Miller, Lord right? Miller. Yeah, yeah, G- that's brilliant. Yeah, I love that. I've, we've talked about it before. So this movie is just so aggressively unfunny. The jokes are so um, post, you know, like like punch ups right. because yeah. it's not funny and it's badly written. And, and I think c- that's what you can tell is that 
those jokes were not organic to the story no, that they were right. in. Cut, cut to this animal and say something stupid that. Right. And, and, well, and, and like and, and you, they make it's rap- very vignette. It's very yeah. Vignette-y. All the Craig Robinson stuff with the squirrel. And I was really trying to make out all of the end, like the, the the individual voices. Yeah. Um, like Craig Robinson's squirrel. It's funny. But he's not in the same movie as everyone else is. In. Right, right, because they're just cutting to one-liners. Yeah. Like they're just, yeah. Where it saying? was like they, it's, it was like somebody watched the bat, uh, an even worse mo- version of this movie, and then, <laughs> and then riffed on it like MST3K, and then gave some of those oh lines to God, the animals. Yes. Yeah, and and, uh, um, but the the animals are also they're making pop culture references yes. that haven't ex- that don't exist yet. That's true. This is an old timey. It's ta- yeah. It's taking place in I guess what sixteen hundreds or something. I think or probably is... like the. I'm thinking more like the the late eighteen hundreds. Is it okay? Yeah. Okay. That's but, true. Yeah. But like the one point the the duck uh, says like, "Do you understand the words coming out of my bill?" A la Chris Tucker in Jack, Rush Hour. Rush Hour. Yeah, and then there was another one. I forget what it was. Well, there was the the, the <laughs> was it the ducks? He, he's like calls him bra. And I'm like, yeah. that, well, because it's John freaking Cena. But I'm like, bro, bro. Yeah. And I'm like, but uh. nobody would have said that in in this Victorian London time frame that we're supposed but to be. Can in. I call you out on one thing? What's that? In Bad Boys for Life, our last movie review, yeah. you did not comment on them referencing High School Musical, which Vanessa Hudges is in, <laughs> and she's in that movie. That reference <laughs> didn't make any sense, but it's I a totally, good movie. So I you totally don't, missed it. But you don't pick this. So, yeah. yeah uh, I remember like, he said he was like, movie, it, you, you, give, you let the right. leash go. But yeah, I just, but I'm, but I'm just saying, because yeah. we all do it. But so, yeah. Will Smith and Bad Boys for Life says that Ammo is the high school musical of cops. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Hudgens That's is true. in Ammo. So, if he knows Vanessa Hudgens, if he knows that you movie. You know what? I, I <laughs> didn't hear that line as yeah. the movie High School Musical. I hear? heard it literally as, as a high, high school. Sp- oh, yeah. yeah. He was oh. saying high school music. <laughs> right. Like, like, yeah. Like, it didn't yeah. click for me Got that they it. were. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I literally yeah. heard that as, like, lowercase yeah. h it and been S. Great. I'll tell you this. It would have been even funnier if, if, like, it cut to just, like, Vanessa Hudgens. To ammo and Vanessa yeah. Hudgens. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But it's like, that was a pop yeah. culture reference where it's like, that was a wink and people know she's in it and whatever. Right. But, like, it makes no sense in the in the in that universe. Yeah. But anyway, so back to this movie, though. It. it it it's it's very um tonally awkward it it clearly it was written by there, a lot of people trying to fix it there are it, times when someone says something and then another character replies and they it doesn't match up yeah like the, what yeah. the reply is doesn't make any sense to what the question like they were ad libbing the jokes or whatever yeah. like downy like he already said something they're like let's right. work this in between it yeah it's and really weird yeah it's because you it, because you can tell there were so many people trying to save this and chris mckay is a you know lord miller guy right right like mm-hmm. he's a robot chicken they all worked on robot chicken together uh chris mckay was i believe the animation uh supervisor for the lego movie then he directed the lego batman movie so he's in their group and that's why i think some of the jokes like i actually laughed at and i could tell they were punch-ups and they were in that totally random robot chicken lego movie style right right like jason mm-hmm. manzoukas is the fly like i love jason oh, man. manzoukas so <laughs> like so i some of them were so awkward and i know it's a bad movie so it's hard to it's hard to find joy out of these things that are so bad but like I love him as an actor and comedian and I could tell those jokes with that weird, silly humor. And so like, yeah, I laughed at stuff like that. I laughed at some of the punched up stuff, 
but that those jokes were few and far between and it just wasn't enough to save the overall yeah big picture here and so i mean the gist of this movie is that yeah dr doolittle uh and his wife lily they opened a refuge for for animals uh he can obviously talk to the animals and so they care for all these these animals and go on their adventures one day lily so here's yeah. just as you sit watching yeah. a movie and 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 in all fairness the point you make earlier is is accurate the worst movie is the more you, you nitpick it to death but yeah. Doolittle can talk to the animals right part of it yeah and uh and we see the first time we see him like he's I guess he's supposed to be drunk or he's just depressed but the uh, animals yeah. are like they're they're like taking care of him they're taking care of him and I'm just like so this guy who loves animals it, like and we're supposed to like think of these animals as people I'm like he's it's almost like the slave trade like he's like he's treating these animals like these animals are at his beck and call like they're not but it's because they that he saved they them yeah, they, they, he, they saved him and so they're repaying the favor they'd be dead without him they're just taking uh, care of him because he would I basically s- be dead like he would he, he's not going to take care of himself yeah i just like That's it was all. just weird to watch they're, he's not saving them to them be his is but that uh, it's the end result is 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 similar but it's out of love and friendship. I mean, I, I'm not. I guess. I, I, yeah, I'm not going to go <laughs> yeah, there. I didn't it. see it. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, he's enslaved. No, he's not. Like, I fix you, and now you were, or like, yeah, I saved your life. You owe me a life debt now. And yeah. I and I get irritated with movies that are supposed to be like teaching this message about like being nice to animals, but then they put all these animals together that would kill each yeah. other in real life. Remember when he kicked the parrot? Oh yeah, oh <laughs> off the ship. I'm yeah. like, uh, yeah. Like, I don't care if he's mad or what. I know they're friendly, but he drop kicked the parrot. Right, the feathers <laughs> flew. He drop kicked it. I'm like, that should not be in a Doctor Doolittle movie. Remember That's when, not cool. Remember when they're in the middle of their journey, and then an orangutan shows up for three lines, and then oh you gosh. never see it again. <laughs> and I was like. Who is this orangutan? Where did the that orangutan was, that come That was Barbosa from? from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I know. When, <laughs> and he, then it's when just he shows gone. up and does that dance when they're yeah, because it's when Doolittle sets up shop on that island, and he shows up and dances. Then leaves. Right, you never. <laughs> no, that was the most. Ra- yes, I I'm agree. Like, and even in this... the credits, they painted him like he was one of the main characters. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh, I'm telling you, there's like another hour to this. No, film there, this, easily. There, oh, there's so much that we're not seeing, and this is what we ended up with. And I was trying with, yeah. to look up to see who the voice of the orangutan was because I was wondering like. It, was it a big I thought, well, it was Jeffrey Rush well it was with Antonio they put him up there with Antonio Banderas almost made me think he voiced him but I don't know okay like I he was know. on his island but also in the credits they painted him yeah and I saw his name there so oh, I was okay. wondering if they also used him to yeah. do it real quick well because I was wondering like is it a big name actor and they were like well we can't completely cut the guy yeah. and I, so, I didn't you know. see anything with the Jeffrey Rush Colby oh, you could be right I just didn't get that from the one line of his dance it was or just really yeah. like the characterization of that of, of that um that orangutan oh, he reminded me of Barbosa from yeah. Pirates but did you like how uh, Iron Man got uh, Spider-Man to be in the movie for five minutes because he's like oh you Look stay here yeah, it, that was. Um, I mean, like, and then he was, like he, he got Tom there, Holland in the movie because they're both in the Marvel stuff, and then he's like, "Yeah, you stay with the Queen, okay?" And then we don't get any Tom Holland <laughs> until the very end. Like Tom Holland's okay, a huge draw at this point, and they're dynamic together. 
And they're yeah. not even hardly in the movie no. together. That was like they got him for a couple days or like as a favor, maybe like on lunch breaks at Iron Man or something. He got him to record. He's like, you know, say this into my iPhone. Right. He like, yeah, exactly. Jarvis record Spider-Man. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so so Lily dies on a voyage, uh, you know, much like in Disney movie fashion. She's on a voyage and uh, she ends up dying. Robert Downey Jr. or Dr. Doolittle becomes a recluse. Um, the queen has made his house into a, a sanctuary. sanctuary for for animals and so they all live there i don't know how who's feeding these animals a lot of large giraffes elephants um i mean that foliage i runs just out assume eventually. the wife died in the other room and they were living off her carcass <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to write a better movie in my head <laughs> but it, but like you see all these large animals and it's like when you go to the zoo you know that they don't just let the animals fend for themselves right. like someone's still feeding them well, and taking care what was, what was unique is the fact that the animals could talk to each other I, and I, i'm trying to remember if that was a thing in dr doolittle i don't no, I, like I feel like in Doctor Doolittle, Eddie Murphy, they just behaved around other animals. But I don't remember them ever communicating. They, I think themselves. they can in the original. I'm pretty sure they can. Okay. Like they have a language to talk. It is to a each weird other. plot point though, because they show you that Doolittle basically speaks in the animal's language, yeah. and mm-hmm. so that would mean that all the other animals either have a shared tongue. See, that's or that's not. Yes, I, I totally get what you're saying right. because when when they translate it, so at first you see Doolittle and even his little assistant that stumbles, you know, gets yeah. involved in the story. The way they communicate is by acting like the animals. So to that point, right, is a duck acting like a gorilla to talk to a gorilla? Right. So I don't, yeah, really understand that. Now I know in the Rex Harrison version, I know he does make some animal noises and stuff, but he usually speaks to them in English, or at least that's what we see. And so I took it that they just could understand uh, like a common language. I didn't. I don't think like this movie brings up that question, which is weird, right? Which they don't usually address in the other ones. Yeah. Um, but you know, talking animals. So I don't know. And again, <laughs> if it was a better movie, yeah. you wouldn't ask the question or you'd yeah. just be like, Hey, this is kind of silly. And yeah. then you'd move on. Absol- yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. They use this effect that where okay. We could see him doing the impersonate. Well, I don't say the impersonation. You can see him like, you know, beat on his chest. Yeah. Like I, t- I took some notes cause I, I, I was, I was hooked in, because I really wanted to like this movie. Like I went in yeah. really wanted to like it, and kind of seeing this disheveled recluse, and you know, it, the cool scene of the animals kind of helped. It almost felt like Cinderella, where like you know the little birds are floating up his robe and putting the oh, slippers on. That totally I was mean, straight out of Cinderella. I mean, yeah, the birds putting really, the robe really on. Was. Yeah. And then I was like, wow, I've never like to think like to write it on paper. I want to see a game of chess played with mice as the pieces between there, a gorilla and Doolittle. Yes, there's some like, cute concepts. And again, I like a lot of what they were trying to do. And that stuff isn't the problem. Like, you know, the mice playing chess, like that's clever. It's 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 all the story and the dialogue and the bad CG. Like all that stuff is sloppy. Um, but again, talking animals, the cute, clever concepts. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm on board and I want that movie and I want it to be really good. Um, but so to get to the plot of this movie though, so, uh, there's a kid that, uh, uh, Stubbins who, uh, is, uh, comes from a family of hunters. He doesn't want to be a hunter. Uh, he wants to be a veterinarian. So he ends up going to Dr. Doolittle after he accidentally injures a squirrel, which is that Craig Robinson voice character brings him to Doolittle and, uh, kind of kickstarts his veterinarian stuff again, like all the animals pitch in and they're all helping him do surgery and ends up saving the squirrel at the same time. This little girl who they never explain who she is or what Lady her relationship Rose. is. Lady Rose, who just is like there. I guess the, like a handmaiden to the queen. I, I, I guess she is. But it's but she's like, like but apparently she's like next in line. 
I would know because if she was, then it wouldn't be as big of a deal. And she probably wouldn't be trying so hard to keep the queen alive. Yeah. I remember the old guy from Harry Potter. He was like, yeah, oh, Jim well, Broadbent. She told queen. And yeah. I'm like, okay. I, I think the villains are great and they're working with the best they can. Like, I, Shout I, out to Martin Sheen. I, yeah. I like Martin Sheen and I like uh, Michael Sheen. Yeah, he's at, oh sorry, he's at yeah. Orange. <laughs> yeah, I oh, like yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, I don't know, I, yeah, so, but yeah, I like Michael Sheen and I like Jim Broadbent and I think they're great as like the Weasley they're kids trying. movie villains, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, but what they're doing is fine. I just I wish they were in a better movie, but yeah. like I enjoyed the times that I saw them and like they were cartoony and villainous and that's fine that's the they were doing whatever they could um so yeah that was fun but anyway the whole point of this is that this lady rose who they never really explain what her position is or whatever but she's like she can walk hang in on and- let me uh check the plot synopsis on wikipedia oh, oh wait oh yeah it's- <laughs> so lady rose comes and the queen who they uh they never really address much of their backstory other than she made his land a sanctuary but the queen is sick and she has called for an animal doctor to save her life. Okay, that's weird, but I guess because she trusts him. I think is yeah, I guess I, it's just weird. Yeah. He's a veterinarian. That like I okay uh, yeah. But I, but yeah. So she she calls for him. So Lady Rose it convinces him that he has to come to the Queen, and uh, she also is talking um, you know among the animals, and she says to Stubbins like if he doesn't do this and the Queen dies, um, the contract for the animal sanctuary will be null and void. It's only for her lifetime. Yeah. He was under the impression that it was for his lifetime, um, and that's what you get for having monkeys do your paperwork. Yes. Hilarious. He's never talked throughout the whole movie. Like, like, why would you have your monkeys do legal paperwork? Yeah, I, even if you can talk to them, why would monkeys do legal? Okay, that, yeah. yeah, dumb joke. But anyway, so he ends up getting, you know, they they uh, knock him out to uh, shave him and do his hair, and he comes out looking still disheveled, but at least a little bit more cleaned up than his Howard Hughes look. And uh, he ends up saying, "Okay, I'm going to go see the queen, see what she wants." Uh, he dismisses Stubbins, you know, and and uh, this I like I kind of like the idea where he's like. He's like, but I'm going to go with you. And then all of a sudden you see he like boots him out and he's, you know, heading back home. Um, But whatever, you know, Stubbins wants to go. And the animal, uh, the parrot that's voiced by Emma Thompson, she ends up coming back uh, at his house and like, what are you doing? You're going to miss the boat. Oh, he's still he's still always he's still always first to go to Buckingham Palace to uh, diagnose the queen. Yeah. Okay. so but but after all that, he's like, I'm going to go on an adventure and then Stubbins go home. So. Stubbins is going home and uh, oh yeah sorry I guess let's mention that the, the plot point is that Dr. Doolittle has the dog voiced by Tom Holland sniff his book that has all these different samples of different plants and he smells the deathly nightshade and so he figures out by talking to an octopus that she drank tea and ended up being sick and with the smelling of the deadly nightshade that someone has been poisoning her tea and the only cure for it is the mythical um, MacGuffin Berry that right. that Lily <laughs> Lily Doolittle was researching when she died. So oh no, that's that's the journey. That yeah. is the voyage that he has set off on. So he sends Stubbins packing. Uh, the parrot comes to Stubbins and uh, says, "Hey, what are you doing?" And you know he says, "Oh, Doctor Doolittle sent me home." And, and you know Emma Thompson's like, "Oh, I'll deal with him. Like you're the only one that can go. You can kind of talk to animals, and I sense something about you." You need to go. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, they, he, he runs to the ship. He, or, or he, sorry, he rides a giraffe, and they're being chased by people. A giraffe with a fox on it. Yeah, a giraffe with a fox voiced by 
Um, oh my God, Selena uh, Gomez. Penelope Cruz. Or no, the giraffe is Selena Gomez, and yeah, yeah the fox is is it Penelope Cruz? I think it is Penelope Cruz. It's like the they, there's a couple of random. Voices. Oh no, 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 no! My apologies, Marion Cotillard. Oh yeah, she's French. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the yeah. Um. So yeah, she's like very. These are very minimal characters because they get him <laughs> on the ship. Um. You know, and and again, I like the idea. This is a fun action set. You know, sequence, and they get him uh, to the boat, but the boat's already left, so they got to get on the bridge, and then he, they lower him down on the boat but the 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 levy the elevator thing is broken so he has to jump on a sail you know i mean like i i like the idea of the quest and the kid going on this adventure and all that is fun but he ends the squirrel up just wishing that he'd die from the fall yeah yeah and, and again <laughs> i i it has to be chris mckay punch-ups but there's this through line where because the kid accidentally shot the squirrel once he was saved craig robinson is always like plotting against the kid and wants to kill him like i think that's funny it's in, it in, a, better, been, in a better in a better movie, movie right yeah. right but i like the idea of it where the squirrel's always there always watching him like I'm that's gonna... the nut job movie that i want to see yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, those little things don't save it, but they made it at least there were some funny little things. Um, but anyway, so he ends up on the ship and, you know, hijinks ensue. They end up sailing, you know, whatever, skip skip over a bit, but they end up sailing to uh, this mysterious island uh, that Dr. Doolittle used to live on, and you don't know why. We'll come to find out Dr. Doolittle used to live there because Lily, his wife, is the daughter of the king of this island. And so, you know, lots of, you know, costs costumes and it's almost it's like a um i don't want to say like a uh pirates not a genghis khan kind of a thing but you know like they're dressed kind of like pirates or island of marauders and yeah like i can't yeah i can't think of the exact word but you know they're just dressed like that where there's like scoundrels and Mm -hmm. and conquerors and everything so he goes he goes to this island and he 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 has to sneak in and this is where the editing gets really bad and choppy oh yeah and i feel like they tried to clean it up and act like it was clever but they start narrating what happens like a time lapse yeah instead of showing you instead of animating it all instead of doing it all they're like i was like wait is this oceans 11 like right go back right they start doing a narration weird thing about this like so like they had to sneak in so dr doolittle did this and he climbed on the side of the building then they crawled on the floor and they got i'm like what are we doing why are you like nothing is happening in this movie this is a major plot point to get the (laughs) the journal with the directions to the mcguffin berry like why are we skipping over all of it? It yeah. was really weird. And they do that repeatedly because there's a scene later where they get to the island and like you show the boat pulling up to the island and the next thing they're just on the side of a mountain. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and those I get those are choppy edits, but this was like a like a like a like a narration like they edited it to like they scripted it this way right in editing to like clean it up yeah so they narrated to us them breaking into this castle to get this journal and it's like why couldn't you just shown us that would at least be (laughs) something in this adventure yeah so they anyway they sneak into the castle they end up getting captured and we find out that antonio banderas is playing uh the the father of lily and i liked i mean like Again, for these villains, like I thought Antonio Banderas was good. He was in a kids movie, right? Like, yeah, it's he big. sleeps in a den of lions. Yeah, without a kid. <laughs> but it's weird. it's big and it's silly. But like, he was in the movie I wanted to see. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. There was nothing about his performance where I'm like, oh, he's so bad yeah. in this. You know, like I enjoyed it. Like he was being a goofy 
like a silly kids movie villain. He was good, right? Like he was in a different movie. Um, but anyway, so he ends up capturing them uh, with the help of a dragonfly voiced by Jason Manzukis, which, you know, again, I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, some of the stuff, you know, it wasn't all great, but him with his voice and his manic energy and his, you know, it, it, was, it was funny sometimes. You can't not like Manzukis. It's just, he, yeah, he just has that energy about him where he's just funny. So anyway, the dragonfly like fails to, you know, he's like, he falls in love with any female doesn't matter what creature they are human animal doesn't matter but you know he always just gets sidetracked and he's terrible but he tries to sneak uh stubbins he's the only one that can fit through these bars in the secret hidden fortress to go get this journal so the kid ends up sneaking past all these lions and he goes down to the treasure room he gets the journal um but the manzuka's character is just being obnoxious and like oh look how close i can get i can get this close and um i did like the you know there's that godfather thing Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. know the the ants where he's she's like, with a scorpion now. Yeah, you you come to me on the day of my day. Yeah. It, it just you know it's just <laughs> goofy. But uh, so anyway, so Manzukis is like, oh, would would that scorpion do this? Would he do this? And he gets right up to the lion, wakes him up. So of course the lions are chasing the kid, and then Antonio Banderas ends up catching him, uh, throws Doolittle in jail, lets the kid go. He actually like wants him to join his his conquerors or whatever, um, which is interesting. And then. Uh, uh, we get Ray finds as a uh, tiger that Dr. Doolittle treated at one point and then left him, I guess, or something. Um, and then, uh, he, he, uh, he's got is, mommy issues. Yeah. Yeah. He's got all these issues and Dr. Doolittle has to like play therapist to him. Uh, Doolittle's chained to a block. They basically left him to die by tiger. Um, but he starts talking to this tiger and the tiger you think for a second is going to be be nice and talk to him and then all of a sudden he he's crazy basically and he just you know i, I don't know i don't want to say that like demeaning but they they say that he's crazy in the movies <laughs> but he has these issues he's will, doing Ar- with will arnett tells us he's crazy will arnett is a is a is a roguish uh, uh one-eyed jackrabbit who's banging on is that who that like, was okay well and that yeah. makes sense with the the lego movie connection and all that they'd get will arnett he ends up escaping i don't know what he knocks him out someone God, I, you know what? Oh, I no, did not... the gorilla came in. Uh, Ch- is it Chi-Chi? Yeah, so Chi-Chi voiced by Rami Malek. He's scared. He's, this gorilla is this big, huge, strong gorilla, but he's nervous. And so we saw him fail earlier when they're on a boat and Dr. Doolittle has to attach something to a whale so they can get away from the Michael Sheen character that's chasing him down. Uh, Jim Broadbent, who's like the, I don't know, some kind of high council or whatever, he tells Michael Sheen to go make sure he doesn't come back from this journey. Um, so anyway, Chi Chi fails to do what he has to do to save Doolittle. He ends up surviving and then Doolittle says, it's okay to be scared and whatever. Um, gives him this pep talk. So Chi Chi eventually gets the, the courage to come in and he fights the tiger and the tiger ends up getting knocked out or whatever. And, and they escape. So, um, this is when they, they get out to, so they have the journal, they, uh, get out to the dock or whatever. And Michael Sheen and his guys intercept, the the thing that really bothered me about this is Michael Sheen out loud is talking about his plot to poison the queen in front of all these soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> Only him and Broadbent are plotting against the queen. They're openly plotting in front of just... You don't think soldiers are going to talk yeah. or maybe not be okay with that? I just thought it was really... That's the thing that we talked about if you listen to our Bad Boys uh, review. When they're on a plane and the Bad Boys are talking... And other people hear the things they're saying. They're like, oh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean, you know, like, right. they, like this movie 
is not well written. It doesn't think of things like that. Yeah. So when he's talking, you're not supposed to think that, oh, maybe other people overhearing <laughs> should not be hearing that they poisoned a queen. Right. But like they're saying it and we hear them, but there's people around them, right? I just thought that was a really irresponsible thing to do if you're plotting to kill the God, I I know I did not fall asleep during this movie. But like I you so tuned it out, yeah. I remember almost none oh, of what you're talking about. <laughs> so so anyway, they end up, uh, you know, they end up shooting a cannon at the uh, Doolittle ship, and it explodes because that's how cannonballs work. <laughs> they shoot it and it just like explodes. All the animals abandon ship or whatever, uh, and join them on shore. And this is where Doolittle, like, he acts like he's going to give a pep talk, and he ends up saying like, "We're screwed." And so they're like, we'll start a new life. I'll open up shop at this fruit stand or whatever and treat the animals. And this is where you get that orangutan comes yeah. over, does a dance, and you never see him again. Yeah, it's so it's weird. It's the most random, but not even random in like a good funny way. It was just like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> We've never seen this character. Um, but Doolittle ends up talking about Lily and Antonio Banderas happens to be around the corner and hears how he's talking about her. And ends up saying like, oh, I loved her and this is, she would want you to continue your journey. So he ends up uh, sparing his life when you think that the guards, you don't think this, but you think the guards are going to kill him or whatever. He's like, she would want you to go on. And he gives him a crappy ship that's like covered in bird poop and stuff. Just a really rundown ship. How much older is Antonio Banderas than RDJ? Oh, he can't be much. I don't right? think much. Like, I, I kept thinking about, like, why is this guy, like, a, supposed to be, like, you know, a father to this? I mean, how old but, is Lily? you know, he's just like, <laughs> Antonio Banderas is 59. Robert Downey yeah. Jr. is 54. Like, so it's not that different. Yeah. Yeah, but enough to be dating his daughter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, that's just movie, you know, actors. Play. I mean, he could be <laughs> he any kept, age under. Just kept throwing me off. Yeah, under that beard and the shaved head, you know, whatever. But, um. <laughs> But anyways, they go on the journey. They pull off a sheet, and there's a guy in the stockade. Yeah. What? (laughs) Again, I think it was supposed to be that random punch-up humor, but in this movie, it just like... Because I laughed. I'm like, what? You laugh because it's ridiculous, not because it's funny. Yeah, Yeah. but in a a totally different movie, like I like that style of humor, but it never came back. Like if that guy somehow right. circled back and did something nope. and I'm like, Oh, there was a call back to him. He's like, he was under a cover on a boat. How long has he been there? How is he even surviving? Where right. did he go? You never see him again. That doesn't make sense. No. But anyway, so they get on the ship and they sail. Uh, how do they remember? They don't have the journal at this point, right? The bad guys have it. They had to steal it back or something. Colby remind me. Man, I got yeah, nothing. It, it was, it, it, yeah, I don't know. Man. I don't really remember, to be perfectly honest with you. They they follow the bad guys that have yeah, the Yeah, they journalists. use the whale's sonar to track the boat. Oh, he talks ship. to the whales and say, go find them or something. Yeah, yeah, that sounds familiar. Because the uh, Michael Sheen says, like, oh, they're waving at me. But they're really flipping him off. Because he says, I can't believe you're flipping him off. He's holding this, the whale's holding his flipper. And Michael Sheen's like, hi. He thinks he's waving, and the other whale says, "I can't believe you're flipping uh, him off." Yeah, it, it, total punch up humor. Like <laughs> yeah, that, just totally that's, like right. that's somebody just, was riffing on the movie, right. and it's like give that line yeah, to a whale. Totally. Uh, so anyway, they end up finding him. They get to the island, um, and they uh, end up finding the. Well, that's where they find the dragon. Well, I know, but oh. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> how can you forget the most memorable so scene of so the movie? For the the Eden tree, the mythical Eden tree with the Eden fruit. That I'm assuming this Eden tree is like from the garden. Of I like, like the MacGuffin berry yeah. better, but that's just yeah, me. MacGuffin berry. <laughs> 
but yeah, so it's the yeah, fruit from the tree from the Garden of Eden that's magical or something like that. So so they get there and then they find all these, I guess, like dead bodies and stuff, or the bad guys are there. So and then, just to put it in perspective, he finds the Eden tree that can basically cure any disease and takes one berry and takes one and uses it so he can keep his house <laughs> yeah what a douche yeah like was a and great he's got guy. the map to go back anytime now yeah. like, well, why would you do that when you could just <laughs> right harvest them or like take the seeds and maybe plant and, one yeah <laughs> but you're right yeah no you're totally right it, it it's crazy so he anyway i think there's a showdown with the dragon because they they're in there's this dragon that protects this yeah they're yeah place. they're they're in this room and there's all these like things strewn about and there's bad guys and all of a sudden it wakes up and it starts setting people on fire and devouring them and all this crazy stuff and come to find out the dragon grabs rdj and she's about to eat him or kill him or whatever and he's able to talk to it and they're like you're speaking dragon he just makes this random noise and he's talking to this dragon and the dragon ends up telling him that she's constipated and yeah, I mean, so like he the, gives the dragon like, yeah, an like, it's, like her, it's like her dialogue. He's detecting that something's like not right, and he can kind of feel it. And he, I, I kind of like what, uh, <laughs> kind of like what uh, Marcus does in Bad Boys for Life. He penetrates her soul with his heart, <laughs> and they connect. And he diagnoses her. He with penetrated her whole. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but like <laughs> he penetrated her whole so she could fart. But but in, but in a kids movie, in a kids movie with as stupid a humor as in this movie, they sure did tiptoe around her being constipated. Like, yeah. how many yeah. other ways could they say it? Why did they tiptoe around it instead of I just making a poop joke? Like, it's a I, dumb kids. It's movie. just like, weird to I, have an extended scene revolving around giving a dragon an enema. Yeah, but that's what it is. So they find out that she's constipated. He ends up saying some nice things because she says, "You don't understand me and the pain I've been through." There's physical pain, but then also he looks over and there's a dragon skull. So he, it you know, infers right. that she's lost another the male dragon. So she's alone. He says, "I do understand," and connecting with her over his loss. And of then Lily. he makes sweet, sweet love uh, to that dragon. I mean, if a donkey can do it, yeah, I, you know. <laughs> but uh, so, so he, she says, "Just go." And she's laying on her side, and she's very hurt and in pain. And he says, "You know, we've got to help her." So he gets all the animals together and tells them to push her over on her side and like lifts up her wing and her leg. And he ends up going through her butt. And pulling out like shields and suits of armor and skeletons. like and skeletons and I, I will say I've never thought like when you see all these different dragon movies and they eat things whole and my wife you never was thought like, well, of how, how would that be in there well he says I have a fork and a knife to like peel off armor they yeah. just swallowing things so so it makes sense that there'd be blockage but they also are dragons that can produce fire like you think their stomach yeah. acid Should might be like down. strong <laughs> yeah like I mean there there are explanations other than them just coming out whole or they're big enough whatever but. You know, this is what this movie is going to tackle. So he is just pulling things out of her butt for like five minutes. Like, I mean, it's it's not a, it's It's not a, yeah, Yeah. he's pulling them out and pulling them out and pulling them out. And then he's like, this is going to be a tough one. And they all don't like a bunch of them come and help him pull. What was the last thing? It was a huge, I don't know, like a whole, like upper torso or (laughs) whatever it was, but he ends up, but he ends up like, this is going to hurt. And then, you know, so it's, he pulls out all this crap from the dragon's butt, literally. And then the dragon's red, you know, fiery, like uh, color turns to blue because it's a nice dragon. now. Yeah. That Dragons are only fiery and red when they're when they're mean. Anybody. Oh, I'm sorry. The fart scene. That that's what it yeah. is. They do a they do they finally after tiptoeing around it do an extended fart uh blowing, you know, 
air into yeah. Robert Downey Jr.'s face. His hair is going. You know, I mean, yeah. that would kill. That would, that would have killed him. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no one light a match. But uh, they, yeah. So then she turns to Blue. She's a good dragon now. You know, they're good when they're not constipated. And uh, and she says, now your reward is that you get to go over here. And so she puts her wing on this waterfall. And on the other side is like the Garden the of Eden, Eden tree. And yeah. I the- legit thought Lily was going to be over there. Like I thought the line oh. was going to be. I haven't met like out of all the thousands of like you know armies that have been wow. here. I've never met anyone like you until I met her. Like she and survived then, trying to find it. Yeah, that would have been would, a better movie. Yeah. Sense. I, I mean, that's what I kept Aquaman. I kept waiting for the the wife to be alive. God, too. you're right. This is the exact scene out of Aquaman. Yes. Yeah. Other yes. than the mom <laughs> surviving, spoilers for Aquaman. You've seen it, but but uh, oh my god, this is the exact same thing when he's trying to get past the sea creature. And then he goes to this other place, and then the mom's been living there. Oh, my God. It's, it is the exact same scene. So uh, anyway, so he gets there. He takes the one MacGuffin Berry, and uh, the race is on. So they cut back to the queen. She's dying. Uh, the, queen Jesse Buckley. Good yeah, job. The, the priest is reading her her last rites. You know, Jim Broadbent is, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Michael Sheen fell in a pit back in the battle of the dragon i mean whatever so he's off screen dead uh but you know jim broadman is like uh, twisting his mustache in the corner waiting for the queen to die and all of a sudden the animals barge in and john cena's in there calling people bro and everyone's like uh it's it's the end of uh end game where they're all tossing around the uh, gauntlet to spider-man oh, and, yeah. and t'challa and everything <laughs> they start passing around and throwing around this uh you know priceless MacGuffin berry and uh the kid uh stubbins he grabs it and he's able to sneak under the bed or whatever and on top and he ends up squeezing two drops of juice that hit jesse buckley's lips and she wakes up and all of a sudden it's all good uh robert jerry jr that we didn't set up earlier he left the uh, stick bug to uh, spy on the bad guys and so the stick bug tells him of all the evil plotting and that these bad guys were trying to poison her so he says it and which Jim- is also weird because it's like no one else can hear the right. stick bug. So they believe him. So like he could that stick bug could be like everything's cool. Uh, they seem <laughs> yeah. to have her best interest at heart. I know. And he could be like the stick bug says they're trying to that, kill her. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why this is a poorly written movie. I yeah. thought the exact same thing. I'm like why would they believe him? But Tom, you've forgotten. Jim Broadbent carries around the poison <laughs> in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> the poison that he's using again. He's not even poisoning her anymore. <laughs> he poisoned her weeks ago. He poisoned her and oh, she's already going to die. Oh, by the way, her dying uh is only by the end of an eclipse? Yeah, it's like what? Uh, it takes that why long would for the ec- to kick but why in. Would the ec- okay. Why would that be time to right, the poison? To an eclipse, right? So it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, he already knows she's going to die. He's already poisoned her, but he keeps the vial of poison in his right pocket at all times. That is the dumbest. It's just such lazy writing because he could have gotten away with all of it if he didn't have the poison on his pocket. He'd be yeah. like, this crackpot it's is insane. Awful. So then, you know, the queen sentences him to the tower. And then she says, hi, lady, whoever, you're the best person ever. I, you, we don't know anything about you, but you're lady, whatever, and you have all access to the queen and whatever. Um, and then she has to explain that Doolittle saved them all. I don't know. The queen's kind of a jerk. Like, she's not very nice. It doesn't <laughs> save, But she's like, yeah, Doolittle saved you. And Stubbins, oh, yeah, she's like, who are you to Stubbins? And she's like, he saved you. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and then that's it. I yeah, don't know. Doolittle, I mean, you you can yeah, I'll fund, fund, your, fund your dig for a further three years. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Just... Yeah. 
Yeah, he reopens, but yeah. now it's nice. And oh, and good. then the worst, the worst CG added on text to a placard ever at the end. Yeah, did you see how cheesy oh that lettering God, yeah, was? Yeah, yeah. It was CG. Like in the beginning, I don't, I didn't notice it, so I'm guessing the plaque had regular engraved writing. And then I guess they wanted to, because they didn't want to spend the money on it, they right. digitally edited out whatever the plaque said and then said, like, Doolittle's Sanctuary for Animals and he'll sometimes go on adventures for you. And it was so poorly yeah. edited on there. And that's how it ends. Like, And then they show the end credit scene are these ridiculous paintings with all the animals and, like, uh, getting an arm. And with, yeah, and getting, yeah, with their, like, dress blue, whatever oh, you call it, their general outfits. and their, <laughs> Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> I bailed. Uh, yeah, I, this movie could have been really fun. It had it Robert been, Downey it Jr. It could have been a cute kids movie. It had and, a great cast, and yes, it could have been a really good yeah. kids movie. But it's it's written so poorly, and the CG, the CG is so bad that I, they should have cut their losses and said this has to be animated, this has to be CG, like fully CG animated. I, this because, is so bad, I can't believe it didn't get sold to Netflix. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I, I, I'm I mean, surprised. Netflix that, has all the money. I just I just sat up last night and watched that horrible Tyler Perry movie. So like, Netflix has a ton of money. To spend. I heard. Yeah, yeah. Seventeen. They're fourteen billion in debt, and this year gonna they're gonna spend seventeen billion on content. I I I, 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 I don't get I don't, it. I don't I, care what people say. I don't, I don't get the business behind. That. I don't either. There's only so long. Like you have to pay the piper eventually. Right. Yeah, you can get in debt, and yeah, Netflix is popular, so people keep giving them money. But it's like, don't they realize there's not enough coming in to ever pay down the debt? Like. I, I don't. I guess they, they figure like if deficit spending works for America, it could work for Netflix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's it only works for America because every other country's currency is based on the value of our currency. If <laughs> if we were still on the gold standard, yeah, that's we, true. We we would that that's the only that's what keeps our economy afloat, and that's why we can basically keep printing money when you yeah. hear them say quantitative easing <laughs> that's code for printing Print, money it is they literally and, yeah. just yeah. and uh and and, and if it wasn't for the fact that that everyone uses the the dollar as the reference point for the value of their currency so like whenever that day changes we're six kinds of screwed yeah hmm. so i think in this movie this needed the veneer of knowing this is an animated film to run with it, right? Like if this was if if Illumination had this, right? right. This was Universal. Universal had Illumination in its pocket to do this. Right. Yeah. This should have been animated. If this movie was animated, it may not have been the best written movie, but the terrible CG wouldn't take you out. The mouth yeah. moving, the the low frame rate choppiness. Like you talk about Gemini Man, at least on the last movie, Gemini Man is shot at high frame rate, even though no nobody can watch it that way. It's shot that way so that everything with the CG and special effects is smooth because high frame rate feels more realistic to your eye. Well, the animation's so bad in this movie, it's like half normal frame rate. It's not high frame rate, it's low frame rate. The mm-hmm. animals move so choppily in this movie that it it's distracting it it's it's yeah. not just the uncanny valley because it's not like a slight thing you can't put your finger on like it is bad this is like early 2000s like you know cg bad video game like 90s bad and um if this were animated by illumination and had a really smooth polished look to it i think that would have fixed a lot of it not completely but you're right colby you would give it more of a pass and also you could do more right because in animated movies the reason the animated uh, medium is so good is because anything you can imagine can happen 
and anim- animation is limitless. Your imagination can run wild. You want to mm-hmm. make animals talk. You want to, you know, do a dance number and say, "I just can't wait to be king." While you're dancing on giraffes and all this stuff, like you can do it. It's animated, yep. right? When you do it in real life, it doesn't work. Why? Because it's you know that stuff doesn't happen in real life. So you would have been able to suspend your disbelief, and they could have done so many more fun things, you know, with boundless imagination, where they were they were uh, limited. They were limited to real life. They were limited to terrible green screen and stages and the terrible CG added on top of it just made it fall flat. And I think that this film also has the success, the, the, the pop culture success of Eddie Murphy's Doolittle mm-hmm. still lingering over it where there was such a practicality and simplicity to that story. This is a vet- veterinarian who just has his magical gift to talk to animals. Yeah. And people think that he's crazy. It's like the same thing like with um with Liar Liar and like those things. This one guy yeah. is in this regular world and has this fantastical thing that happens to him. It's a but simple when, premise, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very, very simple. Here, a lot of people don't know that going in. Like I, there, I believe in my heart that there are people who saw, like didn't see the trailer and just said, oh, there's just Doolittle movie. Oh, I, I remember Doolittle, like when I was, like, you know, in the 90s, oh, this should be fun to take my kids to about just talking animals. And it's supposed to be the swashbuckling adventure, but we didn't give – I don't think we as an audience gave it permission to be that. And I think that that really does matter. Um, I will say my daughter, she ate it up. She really loved it. But then again, she's seven and a half. She likes fart jokes. But, and but that's, she that's, just likes seeing talking animals. So That's good though because, see, I got out of the theater and these people were talking afterwards, this family that had kids. And I guess they ran into a friend or something. I don't know if they saw the same movie or were going into it afterwards. She said, how would you guys like it? And the kids went, it was boring. Like, uh, well, yeah, definitely. Well, I, it got very, the theater was pretty full and it got very minimal laughs and the kids were very quiet as far as, you know, kids will laugh at a lot of stuff. Yeah. I was not getting the but audience blown up with it's, laughter. It's got a 76% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that's good. I just, just speaking from my theater, like yeah. you can tell when you're in a kid's movie and they're laughing oh, totally. at silly, you know what I mean? They're just silly yeah. jokes that, you know. Adults may not laugh at in a lesser movie, but yeah, like kids kid, eat it up. Kids won't be polite if yeah. it's not working. You're gonna know it. Yeah, and yeah. so I just, I, yeah, I didn't hear much. Which, you know, I was just like, oh, I wanted to like it, Colby, just like you, and I, I wanted it to be fun, and I wanted the adventure. That's the only thing that I liked about it was, see, I didn't see the Eddie Murphy stuff, but I knew that Doolittle went on adventures, and I wanted a fantasy movie where the characters go on adventures. I like that. You know, I think of stuff like. um I don't know, like a never ending story or I'm just trying to think of like these fantasy adventure, you know, movies that I grew up with as a kid. I like it when they go to these fantastical places and see creatures and do all this stuff. But um, yeah, this wasn't it. Not at all. I just took a little peek. Friday did six point three million. Yeah, it's on pace to do about thirty million dollars. Which that's they should be grateful. Because, yeah, God, because yeah. they, <laughs> it is, be, and, and again, I went there and the theater was pretty full between Bad Boys and this. The theater was packed because it's the kids' movie, it's talking animals, and right. it does have Robert Downey Jr. I mean, people are going to take their kids to this, but it's not going to get. It's not going to get non-kids' audiences. That's right. the difference. Sometimes yeah. there's kids' see movies. A better film with talking animals in it go see spies in disguise. I've it heard is good things about it. Ten times better than this. Yeah, I've heard good things about it, and then that has Will Smith in it. See, that's all we need. Will Smith to cure the box office. And, like he used to. He's and coming it, back. He's it, coming back. Is it Tom Holland too? Yes. Yeah. So it's got actually Will Smith and Tom Holland. This movie has Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland. Will Barely. Smith was in the last movie. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. By name. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's your video recovery. Go watch Spies in Disguise. <laughs> so uh, 
Well, anyway, uh, I guess uh, that wraps this one up. Colby, where can uh, where can people find you? Yes, uh, thanks again for allowing me to go back to back with real spoilers. This was <laughs> uh, fun, and you guys have just been amazing. Anytime you ever want me back, if you'll have me back, I'd love to be back. <laughs> awesome. But until then, those can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kobe Told Me and on Facebook at Kobe Mac. And when they ask you where you heard it from, you tell them Kobe Told Me. We always do. And uh, thanks for joining us, Colby. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And you can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Uh, while you're there, like the page, join the group. Don't forget uh, to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, check out our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So that's it for this one. Uh, I'm not sure what we're doing next week, so uh, we'll figure that out and let you know. So thanks for tuning in, and until next time, Montgomery becomes the new father. If I could parley with pachyderms, it's a fairy tale worthy of Hans Anderson or Grimm. A man who walks with the animals, talks with the animals, grunts and squeaks and squawks with the animals. This is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me, Polynesia. I can't wait to start. It's incredible. It's impossible. But it's true. A man can talk to the animals. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.